Hello and welcome to the Business of Life Club podcast ideas for success in this complex business of life. And this is the podcast for entrepreneurs, whether full-time or with a side hustle, and ambitious people who are looking to grow themselves personally and professionally. And those two things go hand in hand, really. You can't develop professionally without really developing who you are as a person at the same time. So on this show, we cover all aspects of life lessons and business lessons, everything related to entrepreneurship and personal development, personal growth. And we come up with loads of philosophies for all manner of situations, as well as some real practical advice as and when people need it. So without further ado, let's get on with today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Business of Life Club podcast, five financial lessons I wish I'd been taught. Now, I don't know what's happening or not happening as the case may be with Brexit and I don't care. I don't know anything that's going on in the world really. I don't even have an opinion on Trump. I used to be obsessed with the news thinking it would give me some sort of advantage in business to be in the know so I could spot opportunities, seem smart and react to bad things happening. Then I learned lesson number one, which is nothing that a politician or a terrorist does will impact your success. People all over Facebook have been seriously pissed now for two years about Brexit, all the while focusing their energy on something they can't control. This is just insane to me. What's happening in that time? Nothing. How much has public anger influenced decision-making? Nil. In the meantime, I've spent two years in the dark growing my business and growing my knowledge around things that actually matter and made smart long-term investments that no policies can impact. Not only can I not control what happens to the country, I don't believe any policies will ever affect me with any significance. I'll become aware of changes that will affect business. Then I'll find an opportunity in the chaos and pivot slightly rather than bemoaning all the perceived negatives. People also expect things back from the government and as soon as you start sitting and waiting for the government to help you you've lost and you're likely in big trouble pensions for example sort your investments out now while you can don't rely on the state anything you do get is a bonus don't waste your time watching the news work on what you can control now number two bet on the whole world people avoid the stock market because they haven't taken the time to understand it. They pick a single stock at random, panic sell when it drops, lose money, and then play it safe in the savings. Savings which lose money every year relative to inflation. You can bet on the whole market via a low-cost index fund. And if you don't know what an index fund is, spend a week learning about them and compound interest for that matter. This could make you literally hundreds of thousands of pounds before you retire. I inherently believe, by the way, that humans are fantastic and the world itself and the economies will continue to grow. And if that happens over the next 20 to 30 years, I know I'll win big via low-cost index funds. I believe in our net score. Great humans minus shitty humans equals a high number. So back to not watching the news again. Don't focus on the small percentage of bad things happening involving bad people and get angry about it. 
Use your energy, focusing on the positives you can control and bask in the great humans around you now and forever. And if you do want to know more about index funds, and you do, and you should, I'm smart investing for the long term for that matter, read the book Unshakable by Tony Robbins. It's a really good one to get your investments in line. Point number three, the third financial lesson is rent is not dead money. And this is the biggest one in the list for me. And the most ridiculous statement the modern world has to endure is people spouting that rent is dead money. When your parents grew up in the 70s and 80s, this may have been true, but it's not anymore. At least not to the savvy personal financier. Of course, though, mortgage interest is a great way to spend your hard-earned pennies. I think not. Now, I'm not saying property can't be a great investment. It can but only when it's treated as a business. The saying, your home is likely to be the biggest investment you'll make in your lifetime, is everything that is wrong with the home ownership obsession we've got in this country. And here's the punchline, your home is a liability, not an asset. Yet I'm willing to bet more than 90% of homeowners view their home as, a, as an investment. By definition, an investment puts money in your pocket, e.g. a property you rent out, dividends on stocks, company holdings or interest gained on something. A liability takes money out of your pocket, such as a mortgage, car payments, interest paid, bills. The most important thing I want to get across in this whole episode is this, and I'll say it again. An asset puts money in your pocket, a liability takes it away. Whether you rent or own your home, it takes money out of your pocket. Your home is a liability. One that you have to have, of course, but how you view it and manage it in terms of your financial well-being matters. And I've owned homes before, but I rent now. I love the freedom and the fat repairs are paid for somebody by somebody else. And it's cheaper than mortgage interest would be with a 20% deposit on the same property. But most importantly of all, my capital is hard at work in actual investments. And one day I will buy a home again, but not because it's a good investment, because it'll keep the wife happy. She'll likely find a place where she wants to stay and want more control over the property. But until then, um, and side note, by the way, this is one, you know, I, I'm aware that what I've just said will cause a lot of upset. I've just tried to tell people that A, they've been misguided financially forever by their parents, and B, all their money's tied up in something that will likely lose money in real terms. And this is only from a financial standpoint, though. I want to point that out. If you value roots and security, buying a home is likely a great move for you. My beef is with well-meaning rent-is-dead-money naysayers who are influencing people into making the wrong long-term financial decisions based on outdated and uneducated opinions. And... Again, I've got a recommendation to learn a lot more about this and how you can build real assets. Read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Honestly, this book changed my life. Get it today. Lesson number four, use assets to fund any liabilities that you want. If you want a fancy new Range Rover, don't pay for it with after-tax money or even worse, credit. Build your assets first and use the income from them for buying nice stuff. This way, you keep all the capital in your pocket to continue building assets and the Range Rover won't actually cost you anything then, personally. I spent my entire 20s doing the opposite, using borrowed money to buy liabilities that I thought were assets and this is just the quickest way to the poorhouse. It's, it's also 
what almost all middle class families do. We've all been there. The more you earn, the more you spend, right? The difference though, between the middle class and the rich is, as they both make more money, the rich buy assets and the middle class buy liabilities. They just improve the standard of living, don't they? We all do, without actually considering the long-term implications. And I don't do much driving these days. So despite the fact I'm making more than ever. I've got the worst car I've had in 10 years. And it's because I'm cutting down my liabilities and building up assets instead. And I just wish I knew all this when I was 20. I really do. Um, But I did have an an experience last week that I really think would have broken lesser men. I drove up to Scotland for a golf trip with 15 other lads. My little Ford Focus was parked next to their Range Rovers, BMWs, Audis and Jaguars. And we'd nearly arrived... And I thought, I'll put my window down, let some air through the car. And it broke, leaving the window wide open, couldn't close it. And me struggling to find a repair garage while they were all ready to tee off. Very embarrassing. And the old me would have come straight home and got a new car, but not the new me. I know my long game and that buying a car for the sake of a status symbol is just ridiculous. The only time you know how much money someone has is when they die or go bankrupt. So don't buy dumb shit to keep up with the Joneses who you really know nothing about. And you've got to just play your own game. Make the smart long-term decisions for you by investing in assets and managing your liabilities. Now, lesson number five, and this is just a rant really to finish because it pisses me off so much that these need to know financial basics are not taught throughout our school lives. Yet I was a wizard trigonometry. I mean, absolute nonsense. Now, there is a very good reason for this. And that is the government don't want you to know these things. The financially savvy business people and the rich, they don't pay much taxes. The middle class do. So the government want us all to get good jobs and then spend all our money on liabilities after tax. And then we get taxed on these liabilities too in the form of VAT. Then we die and that house that you work so hard to pay off, yes, they're gonna take a cut of that as well. I know some of you will be mad, you know, listening to me saying this and think I'm an idiot and I get it. I would have thought the same a couple of years ago. But we have to teach ourselves these things. The government won't, and your parents didn't know any better. It's not their fault either. And it's just another reason not to be brainwashed by the news, I suppose, because that's just what you've been fed. So what's that Brexit thing again? I don't know. Forget it. Move on with stuff that you can control. So I hope you enjoyed this. It took value. And... I've got to say as well, this isn't a topic I've you know, spoken about much before. I'm not a personal finance expert and I'm certainly not qualified to give financial advice. However, I did feel compelled to share this. It's just so important to me to help you get you know, some basic perspective and knowledge on finance and to help people stop worrying about irrelevant current affairs at the same time. I spend my life spouting to my audience and all my you know manners of communication the blog the podcast everything else about the importance of playing the long game and personal finance is a very important string to that bow and i'd love to answer any questions you've got on this topic i mean if i can so please let me know what else you need to know by hitting me up on social at tbol club on twitter 
at Matthew Brown TBOL on Instagram or at TBOL Club on Facebook. And buy those books I mentioned too. They'll change your entire financial scene for just a few quid. The best long-term investment you're likely to make is going to be in yourself. So give them a go. And hope you enjoyed this episode, of course. And thanks for listening. See ya. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the Business of Life Club podcast. As always, love and respect your choice. And thank you for giving me a little bit of your attention every week or every so often we do this. So if you did enjoy the show, I don't ask so much of my listeners, my audience on any of social or the blog or anything else. But if you did enjoy the show, please support it by giving it a rating. Five stars would be great. One star's fine. Whatever you think. I'm not here to make your decision for you, but just please leave a rating. And also, if you want to hear more from me and share our journey together, please subscribe to the show and let's catch up regularly. Thank you again for your time. Speak to you soon.